Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm looking at pictures of Adele. Oh yeah. Adele has revealed her brand new look. She's uh, she's very different. She's lost a lot of weight. Now, is that a heartbreak you know they call it the heartbreak diet heartbreak don't they diet. I think her hair looks looks different but uh, like she looks proper Hollywood now yeah not that she always wasn't great but like she looks well she's I suppose she's proving that like like everyone when you go through an L breakup you try and change something she was at a Hollywood party now if you live in Hollywood apparently you do because everyone goes to bed seriously everyone goes to bed at 7pm they're all up in the morning having green juices and playing tennis Apart from the people who are probably trying to work it, I'd say the people trying to make names themselves and get a job, I'd say they're going to everything. Oh yeah, no, but like just like billionaires like her. When when they've made it, it's like oh yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna have a hot chocolate. And yeah, bubble bath. Anyway, she it's been it suits her. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and uh, she went to this bash and she looked amazing and there's great pictures of her in every paper, but she left in tears. Why? I don't know. Nobody knows. Maybe one of her songs came on from her <laughs> previous relationship. Never mind. No, not one of her songs. Maybe a song, you know, you know. Did you ever be out like and you'd hear a song that brings you back like? Yeah, so yeah. she might get upset. Anything from Westlife makes me cry at the moment, but it, for different reasons. Um, it's the worst lyrics of all time, is it? <laughs> you didn't have to repeat that on the radio, <laughs> Jim. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's grand. It's very nice. So all Westlife right. dropped out a new single this morning, okay? okay. And it's written from a father's perspective they to his daughter. And then, you know, how strong her mother is and everything. And it, it's lovely, but I'd save it for the gigs, lads. Apparently all their kids are in the video. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a nice... <sighs> Thanks, Jim. <laughs> it's a nice message for kids and their kids. It's just, you know, it's a yeah. bit too nice. All right, okay. If you get me. You know, I hear it's you. It's too nice. I hear you. But look, who am I? 40 million albums. Come back to you when you've sold one, Nobby. Westlife's new music video gives fans their first real glimpse of Mark Feheli's baby. Ah, Mark Feheli's baby. The singer uh, welcomed the little girl, Layla, uh, with fiance Kayleen O'Neill just uh, 24 days ago. But up till now, nobody's ever seen the kid, so he's holding off, like an OK magazine type vibe, holding off putting the kid in until the video. All the, all the Westlife babies... All the Westlife babies. All the way. Well, I give you an idea of the lyrics. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and then the babies. So there's ten Westlife babies. All right, listen. Walk past me, trying to hide the tears that are on your face. It's hard for me to explain how humans find the pleasure causing people pain. 
Opět skválně, děkujeme. That home behind closed doors. I mean, there's there's better lyrics, isn't there? Well, so be brave, my little one. The lyrics is the only thing standing out for you, you here. Be strong, <laughs> you are just like your mom. Yeah, just like your oh, mom. That's nice. That's great. I do like that. That's no, nice. that... You're just like your mom. Ah, come on. Uh, now they get me now. They're wearing me down. Say my name. But then he drops in that he's going to die. When you're hurting, darling, I'll take your demons away. But you know there will come a day when I won't be there, but I'm... Now, their kids are ten. You don't need to start explaining that to them. That's like a Disney movie. Well. I know that you'll be okay, because you are my blood. So it's called my blood, because you're all part of me. You all right, Jim? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fine, yeah. See what between, I mean now? Between that and Bernard Brogan retiring, I don't know where to be being, going. All the tears. <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying. Um, Lizzo has re-released her song, oh, yeah, now Good As talking. Hell. Now, now you're talking. This is more my street. By the way, if you haven't seen Lizzo at Glastonbury, we were talking about, uh, that, the, the, what's her name, Jessie from uh, Little Mix. Yeah. Lizzo at Glastonbury does this thing, saying, I'm beautiful. It's just the whole crowd going, I am beautiful. And we love you, Lizzo. We love you, Lizzo. And she's saying, look in the mirror and tell yourself you love yourself. And it's brilliant, right? And she sings this song. Anyway, she's re-released, good as hell. Ariana Grande's on it now. Nice. You know how far in she is? Yeah, I do, yeah. Baby, so. how you feeling? Still like the Lizzo tune, but then Ariana. Also, women are strong message. Yes. It's Robbie Lamclock. It's FM 104. 11 minutes past 7. Or FM 10.4, as Carl Spain likes to call it. Uh, Hazel just came in and jumped up and down for joy, saying that's a great first song after the 7 o'clock news. Yeah. She is made up for the uh, bank holiday weekend now, ready to go. She's pumped for the marathon. There's nothing anyone can do now to bring her down. She is on a high. She's not running the marathon now, but she, she's running everything to do with the marathon. She is, yeah. When it comes to telling everyone else she about it. By the way, if you are running it, it's going to be a cold morning on Sunday, but it's going to be really sunny and a little bit chilly, which is perfect when you're trying that's, to yeah, that's not good, stay it? sweaty. Yeah. And it won't be raining. So that's, that's it's all set up. And, uh, uh, no, I saw, I saw it last night, Jim. Uh, it was Jane Byrne. She doesn't mess around. She doesn't mess around. But, but um, best luck if you're doing it and fair play for all the training. I've always said, I'll do it one year. Yeah, maybe next year. Thank you, Ireland. Italian teacher held at gunpoint has spoken out. We love the trip and we will we will return to Ireland. Teacher ordeal. Italian teacher Silvia Pantoni uh, was held at gunpoint with some other students near the Guinness Storehouse attraction. She said um, she knows Ireland and Dublin is a fantastic place. And you don't hold up Italian people with Tony in their name. No. They get you whacked. Pity they didn't. Oh, yeah. Did they catch those two scrolls or are they still on the... haven't heard... I'd imagine so. Their, their faces were front and centre. Yeah. And most of those would be known to the guards, I'd say. Uh, hopefully is the answer there. Yeah. Aye. Driver fainted at 39 dead in Lorry. A lot of the papers uh, have changed their tune from yesterday, where they were just saying uh, this guy was a mass murderer to uh, now they're saying 
they're, they're sort of they're backing up the truck not this particular paper now that I'm reading but uh, other yeah. ones were uh, the Irish trucker who found 39 frozen Chinese migrants in the back of his lorry fainted when he opened the trailer doors Morris Moe Robinson who's 25 is being quizzed by UK cops after the fine pal said he dialed 999 and then he passed out he said there's no uh, Mo wouldn't have known those people were in the back he owns the container and he said it was he, the Irish firm Global Trailer Rentals which owns the container said it was shell-shocked so I was uh, very surprised at some of the things that were being said about him yeah was this time yesterday <clears throat> anyway Jim Gavin hails Brogan a leader who inspired all around him Jim Gavin has uh, hailed great leader after Bernard Brogan finally called it quits with Dublin the seven time All-Ireland winner confirmed in a statement that he's retiring after 13 summers in blue uh, his he last w- match I think was against Tyrone because uh, he was on form there and actually when you saw photographs of him yesterday from the 2011 final he looks leaner and fitter now yeah well the, the sort of this kind of golden run sort of the ball started rolling, rolling with the Brogans didn't it really yeah they've heritage yeah yeah, yeah. heritage from the dad down anyway so yeah it's just, he's given it up and he will be on the Late Late Show tonight to, to, to reveal the real reason he's stepping down are they getting someone else in to interview him why because Ryan Coverty hasn't a clue about sports <laughs> Ryan Coverty Coverty that'd be, that'd be good if he's still well, bring out Ryan Coverty out of the cupboard here and, yeah like the interview Jamie Hickslip like do you think who are we going to play Samoa will we win Jesus Partizan Belgrade nil Manchester United won it's their first away win in how long Nobby 24 months no. No, since March. 232 days. Sorry, wishful thinking. First away win since March. They're going through a tough spell, Jim. Really is a tough spell. Leave them alone. I, well, I'm not leaving them alone. They won. I'm <laughs> reading out good news there. So, you know. 1-0. Yeah. They have to. Against a team that sounds like they make jambons. Determined to get to the next levels on his video game, Leon Berridale Johnson happily agreed to any extra that popped up on the screen. So this young fella's playing gaming and they say stuff, was he? well they say do you want some loot boxes do you want five loot boxes People do you want 11 loot boxes but they, they cost money yeah. so it's like 2 for this, this 5 is now for being this. compared to gambling because yeah, well, it is gambling it, yeah pretty much is and you're, you're losing more than you had and, and so they, they pop up on the screen and say would you like these and little did he realise he was also racking up a huge bill and just in one day his on screen clicks translated to 19 purchases totaling 1,131 over three, we- three weeks he got up to three and a half grand how old is this fella? He's only a young fella. He's only about, he looks about 10. Who's going to pay that? Leon is just, sorry, he's eight. He's and making his, his communion sound. His single mum, Martine, was horrified that he could build up such a debt while playing Minecraft and Roblox. Yeah. Um, popular Xbox games aimed at younger children. Now, when you're buying a game, if it's on your phone or anywhere else, you'll see in very small writing. So if it's like... They hide it, do they? No, they don't hide it, but it'll say includes uh, add-ons. Right, well, parents, watch out for the add-ons because it'll be you paying for it. Don't buy any games with add-ons because you like you. So they hook you into the game. You get absolutely hooked in. You're and you're playing. You're having the crack, and then it says, "Do you want to keep playing?" Well, yeah. you know, you can you can try and earn the money, or you can have the money for free. And, and only last week, the, the gaming world were saying, "Well, actually, it, there's no real link here to the stuff that's the problem," and uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's not necessarily contributing to people doing bad things and all that but then this week the news was and you know we're happy to read it out because it has to be all about balance on it and it said yeah loot boxes in particular are absolutely causing gambling problems for very young kids yeah 
Well, it's the, it's, the, it's the buzz of it, you see. It's the same thing. Absolutely. Now, the, there should be enough of a buzz in the game. The exact same thing that, that gives you that kind of, whoo, right? That, yeah. like, that's, that's the gambling. Same, same little red notification you get on Instagram. Exactly the same thing. Or if you, if you win a little game on whatever game you're playing, it could be like some gaming thing. But if you win, you feel... You know, I'm sure Instagram, when you play Instagram... If you get 10 out of 10, you well, you're get the same for little... for euro. Whew. No, but even if you're playing in your head, you get a little sort of... Whew. Yeah. That's all addictive. So, um... Just, you know, I know people, you know, in the headphones, headsets on, so you don't even know what's going on, so you've you got to pay closer attention. Obviously, if you're 30 and you're, you're, it's your own money, knock yourself out, do whatever you want. Always loot box responsibly. Do you remember the story, Nobby, I told you about... Uh, I have to, it's on the other page of where's, where's Adele. Remember the fella, he was caught in a train station. Uh, again, I have to be careful how I put this, but he was having relations with his traffic cone. Oh, yeah. Well, he... Have they locked him up yet? His, was, his trial was on the other day. <laughs> a man caught romping with a traffic cone in a busy train station. Half nine in the morning. Quite a lot of people around. His name is Trevor. He was spotted... Of course, his name is Trevor. Horrified stuff. What do you mean? Uh, I, I, won't, I can't have that. <laughs> There's lots of Trevors listening to the show. I'm only messing. They don't mess with traffic cones. He was doing more than messing with us. The only messing I've ever done is shout into one. Maybe. I don't think I've ever even put one on top of a bus stop. But I've never done anything that involves... A traffic cone. An organ. The only thing I've ever done is... Uh, those mini traffic cones have used them as football posts. Oh, yeah. They're class. Not the Gardaí ones, now. You can't touch them. No, no, no. There's mini ones you can buy in sports yeah, shops. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you can buy goal posts with nets and all now, Jim, yeah? Yeah, sometimes you're not on... You can't bring that to a field, can you? That's true, yeah. Do you use your jumper sometimes as well? I used to use it as a jumper, <laughs> but I wouldn't put my jumper on it now with all the, the dog, dog doo-doos out there. The ones that you buy now with the nets, the nets never stay on it. If you have a good strike on the goal, the net comes off it. No, that's for kids. Unless you get the proper ones. Anyway, let's get back to this fella, right? Yeah. What a weird thing to do, like. He was... So this uh, was the narrow end of the cone. The man ha- was... Well, yeah, you presume so. At half nine in the morning, he was seen thrusting his hips towards this traffic cone. <laughs> he was in a public lift with the upturned object. <laughs> upturned object. Uh, cops arrived to see Smith on top of the uh, cone. Trousers off. Bags around his ankles. And his uh, traffic cone. So he'd been on a drink and drugs bender. All right. And he, he said his trousers had fallen down. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with that cone? No, no look, how, my trousers fell off. How did the cone get attached to him, though? But a virgin rail worker at Wigan... <laughs> it sounds like he's probably a virgin, all right. Said, I believe he was trying to have uh, a cop off with that cone. I was in complete <laughs> shock. <sighs> he admitted uh, public decency offence. Indecency. No, a public decency offence. Yeah, indecency. And a Bolton, a Bolton Crown Court sentence said uh, he was he had eight previous convictions, including two for public. Oh my God! Well, he's not a flash or something, is he? No, yeah. Well, it's, it says public acts, like yeah. Right. Okay. And he said he'd been offered a plumbing job, which was dependent on avoiding jail. You wouldn't want him doing your pipes. No, no. He was sentenced to twenty-six weeks of prison, suspended for two years. And drug rehab for up to 30 weeks. No. Thankfully, no members of the public witnessed his disgusting behaviour. I don't think you'd want to share a prison cell with a mind. Never mind your pipes. No. If he's turned on by a cone. Yeah. <laughs> Some big hairy lad is doing a stretch for armed robbery. He's going to be like, have a field day with him. Anyway. He's, he's got free. The guy can't be right in the head. 
No, he was on a drink and drugs bender, so like people do mad stuff when they're on drugs, so. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, he's, he's only, he's 48, like in his pictures in all the papers, it's like, he's going to have a hard time coming back from that. Oh, here's Conehead. <laughs> you'd have to give him a nickname, like, you just, you'd have to. For the rest of his life. I've seen Coneheads, have you? You like that? You want an ice cream cone? Actually, no, I wouldn't know what you must do think that he must think the top uh, on a bus shelter on a bus stop is like a is, is like a, like a bed to him. A bed, yeah. Lie down and have fun. Weirdo. Now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Coldplay used a very unusual method to reveal their new album track listing yesterday. We mentioned it that they uh, put the the track list in a Welsh newspaper. They also did it in the Irish Times, apparently. They did, but everyone's talking about Wales for some reason. They said, uh, said in the classified, it said double album for sale, one very careful owner, and they they listed Sunrise, which is the album, and then Sunset, all the different uh, track lists. Did you know, Nobby? Yes. That Coldplay were doing a gig in the O2 in London. Go to Arena. When? Uh, a couple of years ago. Right. And have you ever been to a gig in the O2 in London? Uh, I've stood outside it. I haven't. This is the Millennium Dome. The Millennium thing, Dome. So it? when there's a gig on in there, it's quite difficult to get to. So yeah. if, if you're getting a taxi or whatever, it's going to cost you a lot of money because the traffic's crazy around there because it's out on a kind of peninsula, you know? It is. You have to go through a different, go over a bridge. and. No Bull Island though. The best way to get to the O2 is on the Tube. Right. Well, they the have London a, you know, Underground. Public transport in London is a bit more advanced than us. So there's a stop right at the... There's yeah. like, it's like the end of a line. Our friends, we have a little stop at our how to, yeah. Right. So most people use the, the thing and they just get off there and there's a huge station that comes underneath and you, next thing you're in the door of it. Mm. Chris Martin went to his own gig on the London Underground. Uh, Noel Gallagher did that as well. Nobody recognised him. You wouldn't. He just looks like a hipster. <laughs> he just does. He just looks like a fella in London. Headphones on. First song off it is called Orphans. Orphans is on the Sunset album. She said, I 
And Chris has been talking about how they come up with the songs. Yeah, you can call it double album. You can really call it whatever you like. We made one called Sunrise and one called Sunset. When did you first start thinking about making new music, Chris? Um, I'm always thinking about it. It's this is sounds pretentious, but it just comes through. So that title came a long, long time ago, and I think it was just waiting for those the right. I don't, I, it just sort of felt right, but it's been bubbling for about ten years, really. Locked, Jimmy. Sound locked. Why are you talking like that? You wouldn't switch seats, would you? Nobby, would you? I'm stuck beside Chris Martin. He's <laughs> boring the whole off me. Why is he talking like kind of a computer? Is he? Has he been replaced by an alien Possibly. computer? That's what Gwyneth did to him. Lizzo shipping his back. Lizzo is suing the people who accused her of plagiarism on Truth Hurts. Right here's right. the deal. She wrote Truth Hurts. She saw, uh, she saw a tweet that said, "I'm 100 percent that bitch." Right. Mm, mm. And then somebody else made a meme out of that tweet, which did quite well. Right. Lizzo's writing the song. There was another guy there, producer guy. She wrote the song. She was influenced by the the tweet, but not by the meme. She's uh, one, been one of the 2019's biggest breakout stars, but Lizzo is learning there's downsides to fame too. The Detroit singer and rapper faced accusations of plagiarism in recent days, specifically relating to her song Truth Hurts. Songwriters Justin Raisin, Jeremiah Raisin and Justin Rotham claimed that Lizzo used the melody, lyrics and chords of a song uh, called Healthy, which they wrote together. Bunch However, of those lads. Lizzo has now filed a lawsuit against the trio and seeks a judicial declaration that they didn't have any involvement uh, with or the claim over Truth Hurts at all. So what are they on about then? So the men who claim a piece of Truth Hurts did not help me write any part of that song. They don't know. They did. They had nothing to do with the line or how I chose to sing it. And uh, she, she's she's going after them. And the stress that put her under and everything. Don't be messing with Lizzo. She's the coolest. If you'd like to win one thousand euro and be our second winner in a row, go have a look at the qualifying questions on our Insta stories at Dublin's F104. Questions. 60 seconds. 1,000 euros. FM 104's Instagram. Oh, right. Gemma, good morning. Hey, how are you? Hello, how's it going? So you have Instagram. a witch, and who else was it? Uh, uh, princess Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah, a dead Princess Bride. For the sec. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of, like, dead zombies, dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dead punks. A few of them came in. <laughs> And is there any face painting? Does face painting add like spiders on cheeks or anything like that? They're I'm either doing that on the younger scale and now I have to do the oldest right. with the white paint and all that. And I'm not the best. For, getting ready for school isn't hard enough. I know. Trying it's to rush very, them. Very exciting though when you see all these little monsters and princesses <laughs> and witches all on their way to school. It's yeah, I know. Cool. <laughs> I, think, right. I think adults should be allowed to do it as well. Oh no, I hate Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> you and Nobby should get together. Turn the doorbell <laughs> off. Turn it off. <laughs> Nobby turns his doorbell off. I know, I'm not that bad now. Right. <laughs> Ten questions. Could you be winner two in a row? Best Come on, Gemma. Come, Come on. on. The game begins in three, two, one. Irish company Brennan's are famous for making what? Bread. What TV game show does Bradley Walsh present? The Chase. What football team play at Goodison Park? Oh. Uh, Starts with that. Uh, Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal. 
What football? Uh, sorry, what's the tallest waterfall in Ireland? Um, very scenic. Oh, how is it True or false? American singer Lizzo once filmed a scene for EastEnders. Say that again, sorry. American singer Lizzo once filmed a scene for EastEnders. True or false? False. What famous actress is co-plays Chris Martin's girlfriend? Oh. Oh. oh, I can't think of her name. That was Ray's thing. It's a in town named after her. <laughs> <laughs> in a French house, what room is the salle de bain? Say that again. In a French house, what room are you in if you're in the salle de bain? Sitting room. <laughs> How many letters are in the word Halloween? Nine. What is the capital of Malaysia? Uh, Malaysia. Oh, I haven't got a clue. And what part of your body would you find your septum? No. These are brutal. No, you aren't brutal, Jamet. That's not true at all. That's not you, true at all. You did, <laughs> it's not true at all. Red and the chase is right. Everton is right. Good, where Goodison Park. Everton. Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Uh, uh, I was like, that's how it starts. Uh, <laughs> Paris Court is the, the highest waterfall in Ireland. Uh, American singer Lizzo's never been EastEnders. That's correct. Dakota, Dakota. Johnson. Dakota. Yeah, I couldn't think of it. The bathroom. The Jacks is the French room. Oh, really? Well, no. The Jacks would be the le toilette. The yeah. salle de bain the is where the bathroom is. Yeah, yeah, the same thing. Come on, Jim. There's probably a B day uh, in it as well. Bonjour. Yeah. <laughs> Nine letters in Halloween. Kuala Lumpur is uh, Malaysia. Right. Kuala Lumpur. We only sent somebody there recently, didn't we? And uh, Septum is right. Did you want from EastEnders? Her, her one her fell Her nose out. collapsed. Yeah, a lot of people will get the, you know, like the, the nose ring. That'd be going through your Septum. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Why would you do that? Stop. Hey, how would you rotten? Stop yeah. it. Right, Jamie, get a story with them to mug. Thanks very much. You got six. Uh, not too bad. Not too bad. Well, look, I thought you did very well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Enjoy Halloween. 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 Bye. 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 And surrounding areas, you can say that they are little monster Halloween monsters on the way to school. Exactly. It is F104. And I will admit, I was singing Van Monster at some points in that song. I don't even know who they are. Uh, the brothers from Ballymore, well, Wednesday Adams is uh, on the way to school this morning from Dawkin. If you, if you spot a Wednesday. Also goes by the name of Neve and Tracy, I think. Uh, brothers from Ballymun. Um, yeah, skeletons. Holy Spirit Boys National School. They love WWE. Tiger's going as a zombie today. I think we have a video coming in here now, Nobby. We can go live. Oh, oh double oh, nod. Great nod. Sean. Hey. Sean's dressing up as a ninja, ninja. and I'm dressing up as a punky skeleton. A funky skeleton? Or punky skeleton? <laughs> <laughs> very good. Sean looks like he'd go into an AIB and uh, say, empty this into a bag, will you? You can't see anything but his eyes. He's a very cool ninja outfit, yeah. like it. That's a bit scary. Seriously, my brain is a, va- a mash of Van Monster and... <laughs> What does the fox say? What does the fox say? <laughs> we have an audio. Jim Jim and Nobby, my oh. name is Kayla Harold, and I'm dressing up as a baby in school and a <laughs> teddy bear from Fortnite in for Halloween. Now, if you go as the baby with the dodie in your mouth and everything, you look about ten. 
Is there any chance of relapse? And I'm you'll want that Dodie. Into, yeah. It's only for one day. <laughs> ben. Ben Gochran is the Joker. Oh, that's very good, Ben. Hey, teacher. That's very good. <laughs> that is very good, Ben. Whoever yeah. painted that for you, fair play to them. That's class. What does he have written on his forehead? Uh, Oranges. I don't know. Zoom in there. Damages. Damaged. Written Damaged. on his head. Okay, Damaged. right. So the movie. Yes. Hopefully you haven't seen that film. The green hair is amazing. A lot of lines this year because of um, Lion The Lion King. Yeah. yeah. Biggest very movie. Good. Biggest movie of uh, all time, I think, in Ireland. Ellie and James Riley, Mellow and Harley Quinn. Quinn. Harley Quinn is very popular. Kellyanna, good morning to Kellyanna, dressed up and all ready to go. Ellie from Lucan, a zombie high school girl. That's oh, very the thing cool. you're doing with the arm is very zombie like. Very good. That's very good. Please play Ooh Halloween. You don't want to do Halloween, do you? Do you want to do Halloween? Do you want to do Halloween? Morning to Freddy's off to Malahood Castle today for a spooky tour. Oh, the woods in there can be very, very scary. Very, very scary indeed. Thanks, kids, for all your costumes. Stay safe over the next few days. Have a great time, though, of course, as well. And uh, well done on being you. Don't run across any roads. No. Careful. Yeah. Check for cars. And get lots of sweets. No fruit, people. No fruit. Didn't mean to do that. Now. It's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. The wonderful Sarah Green from Dublin Murders and lots of other things. She has said that she avoided being left alone with horrible Harvey Weinstein because she knew what he was like. She bumped into him at the Tony Awards 2014. She was nominated for her role in the Broadway production of The Cripple of Inish Man and uh, she's 35 now. She said she was very cautious with the Oscar... With, when he was around because um, she'd heard what he was like his, his reputation was bad so she made sure um, she kept her, her distance I, I told him I lost the money he, he, he told her that I, I bet on you to win this tonight and he said I'm going to make you a star and they went for a meal together but uh, she made sure she wasn't alone with the guy Yeah, she got the, uh, the vibes and she said he's a horrible horrible guy Photograph uh, this morning surfaced of of the two of them. So I don't know if she's explaining because of that yeah, reason. So or that 2014 at the Tonys. Yeah. Um, I'm a I'm a bogger. Niall Horn explains Irish slang in hilarious video. video. So Niall Horn isn't isn't forgetting where he comes from. So Vanity Fair have asked him to explain some Irish slang. So uh, here he is explaining that he's a bogger. Bogger, I am a bogger. If you're from Dublin, you think that Dublin is the only place that exists. In Ireland. When tourists go to Ireland, they tend to just stick to Dublin. Oh my God, I love Temple Bar. I go there for a Guinness, even though it costs $11. £11, <laughs> euros even, for a pint of Guinness. There's two words for people from outside of Dublin that live in the country, and they're called Colchis, God knows, and Bogger. So you live in, you're meant to live in Bogland. Flute. Flute is <laughs> the Irish word for... <laughs> When you are firmly wrong, because it means it rhymes with silly. Saoirse Ronan creates Oscar buzz uh, following glowing little women reviews. Saoirse Ronan is no stranger to Oscar nominations. Has she ever won one? She has. Has, No, no, she hasn't won one, but she's been up for them. Am I right? She will. Hang on, did she? Did she get one? She did. She got one, didn't she? The one this year. Did she not get one for Brooklyn? 
No. Oh, come on. Did she win one and I forgot? Sorry if if, if you did, did Saoirse. She, well, she's a winner in my, in my eyes. Yeah, good backpack. Yeah. Well, yeah. She's, uh, her new film, Little Women, premiered in Los Angeles this weekend and critics are raving about her performance. The film, based on the famous Louisa May Alcott novel, has an all-star lineup that also features Meryl Streep and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, her performance is Josephine Joe March as uh, creating serious buzz around, Hollywood, buzz around Hollywood saying that she could be up for the Oscar. Only Seriously. a nominee, Jim. Only a nominee. Is that Brooklyn. all? Yeah. Uh, anyway. happen. Saoirse explains what it was like to play the character. You read the book and you watch even the other versions of, of the film, of the of the book, um, and, uh, and she's amazing. And there's so much you can do with her. And, like, I think there's a lot that we sort of explored that maybe hadn't been explored as much before. But she will, uh, according to the Irish Times, get her fourth Oscar nomination for Little Women. Conor maybe Mc- it'll happen on that one. Conor McGregor said that his main goal in life is to make his partner Dee Devlin and their two kids proud. He announced yesterday that his first fight in over a year will take place on January 18th in Vegas during a press conference that owner was asked about his relationship with his long-term partner Dee and the influence she had on his career. Here's what he said. I really don't have time to play Conor McGregor, Jim. It's terrible, oh, isn't really? it? really? <laughs> Dublin's FM4. It is the strawberry alarm clock and I'm delighted to say that uh, one of the people who invented comedy in Ireland <laughs> is in studio. Uh, that's true, isn't it? Arlo That's Hanlon. a big responsibility, Jim. Is it not that Mr. Trellis, yourself and Barry Murphy and... Yeah. Uh, Kevin Gildee. Kevin Gildee, that's right. We you, were the first people ever to be funny in Ireland. Before that, there was nothing funny there apart was no from... no comedy. <laughs> we arrived. We invented comedy. We're responsible for Darrow Breen, Dylan Moore and Jason Byrne. The list yeah. goes on. Graham Norton. You stuck the stand-up flag... On, yeah. the, on the moon yeah. for Ireland. <laughs> we did, yeah. But you did, no, seriously. And I can only apologise for, for what was unleashed. The international, the comedy seller, you, you established yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Myself, Barry, Kevin. There was another few wow. people involved at the time. Dermot Carmody, a guy called yeah. Alex Lyons got involved. Carl McDermott. You know, and it was like, it was, it was out of boredom. I'll be honest with you, at the time, like there was literally nothing else to do. We thought we were vaguely funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we were completely fooling ourselves at the time. But uh, and we set up a comedy club. We just, you know, it was going on in England at the time. And then we said, well, why can't we do something like that here? I mean, there were like there was always people doing it. Brendan Grace, the late great Brendan Grace was a great comedy craftsman, great gag man, you know. But 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 that was kind of like a different genre, really. And then you, you had someone like Dermot Morgan, who was doing a slightly different thing as well, kind of character comedy. Yeah. And he'd turn up on the Late Late Show from time to time. So there was always comedy. Niall Tobin used to tell these great yes. stories. And, you know, there was always people doing it. But like this, this was kind of like the where comedy suddenly became something different, where, where anyone could get up and, you know, ramble on stage and, and talk about their life. But the comedy that people are sort of familiar with now is the stand-up scene. And it hasn't really changed. There hasn't been another version arrive yet. Like that's, it's Not still really. very similar to what... It was when you guys started. Yeah, it still is. It's like it's it's people talking about their lives in a funny way and all the things that make them laugh and and the minutiae of everyday life. And when you are out and about and you see new performers, do you do you spot? Oh, there, they've got something. Or yeah, or hate them, hate them, hate them. them. <laughs> I love that line. They're so talented. <laughs> I know it's obscene. Um, uh, how talented some people are uh, I, you know and, and but like you know you know they have to work for it you, like it doesn't come easy like I, I the reason I started doing comedy in the first place was because I thought this is a really easy way to live your life you know you yeah. stay at home all day you watch telly you listen to the radio you play chess with your friends 
and uh, you know you, you, you go out and gig once or twice a month yeah uh, and you get by and it's fine you know and yeah. it's like you know you feel like a rebel and an artist and, and, and uh, you know a, a bohemian type person yeah but um, of course, you very quickly realise if you want to be any good at it, you actually have to work very hard at it. And then, of course, over time, you realise it's as hard as any job. And are you lonely on it? Because it seems to me like you're very spend a lonely, lot of Jim. Oh. That's why I came in <laughs> today. It's good to talk. It's good to see you. No, uh, you spend a lot of time travelling on your own and yeah. you know, hotel rooms on your own and sort of Scrabble on cities my phone on your own. On my own. <laughs> That's terrible. It's not all hookers and cocaine. No, no. And uh, but I mean, you've reached to a certain level now. That uh, you don't have to, you know, when you tour, everyone knows who you are. So to get past that, that, that slog, though, is the, is the tough bit. Yeah, it is really. But I always loved the clubs. Like, I mean, I, I, I loved the, like, it was very casual when we started in the international. You, we literally started doing one a month. Then we started doing one a week. Yeah. And, and that was kind of it. There was very few other gigs. You might do the odd college lunchtime or something. Um, and then you might get the odd arts festival where people wouldn't have a clue what you were on about. Right. And then, you know, over time, like we, we, we obviously got a bit better at it. And then you'd go to the Edinburgh Festival and where you kind of see other comedians from Britain and other parts of the world. And, and, and you suddenly realize, oh, OK, that's what it's all about. Yeah, we yeah. need to up our game a little bit here. And, okay. and then, uh, you know, I went to London and then I spent a few years working the clubs and, you know, working every night. And that was very exciting. And that's what I that's, that's where I thought like my level was. And, and uh, you know, and, and it was there for a long time. And it, and it does take another big effort, a big push to get to the next level, which is theatres. Uh, and then there's even other levels like arenas, which yeah. I, which I, you know, nowhere near or not, not even interested in. But, yeah. um, you know, it's great to be able to play theatres where people are coming to see you. They're not just going to see comedy and they don't know who's on the bill. So it is, a, it is a slightly different relationship you have with the audience as time goes on. So uh, for people who like, you've got a new show, the showing off must go on, which is uh, coming to Vicar Street in November on the on the ninth and uh, various other dates. We'll mention them in a second. But when you you don't just walk out of your house and walk onto the stage and you have here you go here's a new hour you you were trying bits all the time. Oh yeah, I mean the last time I toured properly was probably 2013, and then you know I I've been I've been kind of busy with other stuff in the meantime like you know TV shows Tell and stuff, too, yeah. but I've always done it like and 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 you know it's it's an impulse that you can't you know you can't avoid it's an itch that you you need to scratch you know so like like it. <laughs> It makes you it, f- it makes you feel like you're alive, you know, yeah. and that you have a purpose in the world being a stand up comedian. So uh, I, w- I always do it. So even if I'm not actually actively on tour, you know, you're doing the odd gig here and there. You're popping into a club in town in Dublin. Right. I was in on Shaw the other night on oh. Camden Street. Had a lovely time, you know, where you're literally trying to refine bits and pieces, you know, before the tour starts. Uh, you do the odd festival here and there. Travel, do little little mini tours in other parts of the world. You know where yeah. you think you get away with it. Of course, you get away with nothing nowadays. Oh. Um, and so you're always practicing and trying it, and you know adding to it. And and how often do you like if you have a new bit and you and you really like it, but it's just not going down yeah. well? How how often would you try that before you drop it? If I'm it, very stubborn. Not, like, will you keep it going? With Ten it? years. <laughs> okay, because I've heard people saying like three times and if it's not working that's it it's gone. yeah no it is kind of like that but you know you do revisit old notebooks when you're desperate and, <laughs> oh, yeah. and sometimes you you know you just spot something and yeah. you know it, it, it works like I, I, I wouldn't like to you know disillusion people who are trying to get into comedy or even no. the audience who have this notion about comedians just being able to rock up and, yeah, yeah. and, and, and be hilarious <laughs> like it's, it's really home. boring yeah. it's like you could, you could go the whole week and come up with nothing yeah. and then you could have a great week where you're coming up with like five minute bits like right, in, okay. in, 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 in before breakfast you know so yeah. it, it, it varies um, how you've got children how old were your children when uh, you rea- they realised you weren't cool anymore 
How, how long did you get? Um, did you get past 12? <laughs> I go through various stages of being cool and not cool okay, with my good. kids. Uh, so, obviously, I was cool until they were about five. Okay. You know, where they think dad is the center of the cool. universe and yeah. is amazing. And then they realize you're not remotely cool. And then <laughs> I, I, I remember, um, I, I'll just tell you this, I, I did come home with a pair of jeans. My last, The last pair of jeans I bought, I thought they were really cool and okay. I thought they were lovely. And all the people in the shop were telling me, like, I look great in the jeans. Okay. And I believed them. And I was delighted with myself. And I come home and my son immediately starts laughing, you know, and he points out their skateboarders jeans. And oh. he actually told me that if the, if the brand found out that I had them, they'd track <laughs> me down and kill me. Because it would be, it would be, it would take away from their credibility as jeans makers. But um, no, they, so they, they realized I was really cool then when, uh, I remember when they were about seven and eight around that age. Yeah. And... I used to collect them at school and other kids in the school playground, slightly older kids, nine, ten, would come up to me and bow down in front of me. Wow. And so that was really cool. That so my cool. kids were then saying to me, why are other people in the school bowing in front of you? <laughs> like, obviously, in a mocking way, yeah, yeah. Uh, it goes without saying. But, yeah. you know, they, they had discovered Father Ted, the older kids. Right. So my kids, so we had to sort of, I looked at my wife and we had to kind of go, I think it's time. I think it's to time tell to them show about them. the we island. Tell them about. <laughs> so we showed them Father Ted. So I was definitely cool for a few years while they enjoyed that. Then I was on cool again. Then I did a tiny bit in Doctor Who. So I was cool again. Oh, that's very cool, yeah. So it goes up and down. And what do they think of the stand-up? I mean, do they think, oh, stop trying to be funny? Or do they just think, okay, that's well, his job and that's brilliant? No, it is It is funny. Like, it, you know, they... they like, cause I, cause I kind of wasn't doing it that much for a few years, and you know they won. They were actually wondering what I was doing a lot of the time. <laughs> you know, where does Daddy work in bed uh, with, with Scrabble? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, uh, but like, because they love their comedy and they love all those shows, like yeah. Countdown and everything, all that kind yeah. of stuff, and they love all the stand-up comedians, and they're really, they're really well versed in comedy. They really know their stuff uh, because they're all like my youngest is seventeen now. You know, okay. the others are twenty. 20 and 22 right, so okay. so they love comedy so you know they have started coming to see me and stuff um, and they do quite like it I mean you know so definitely I'm kind of going through a cool period again you sound like you've got a lot of cool phases there that's yeah. you're doing better than most yeah. dads some of them don't last very long though okay well I think you should be you should be you should be set now with the, the ages they are they should be yeah it's, that's yeah. fine um, you've a very recognisable head okay oh. uh, you know it has to be said you're, you're recognisable so how is that a hindrance? I mean, do you get asked for selfies in little? Do you uh, um, stop? Do you get harassed, or just people just leave you leave you alone? Yeah, I mean, people generally do. Like, I'm, I'm so. I suppose I'm lucky in the sense that the you know the character main character that yeah. I'm known for, <laughs> <laughs> and other characters I've played like are are kind of not that offensive. I think. Right. Yeah. So people, you know, don't want to kill me necessarily at least I don't at least they haven't presented themselves the ones who do right so the, the people who tend to love what you do well they kind of, well I, I don't know problem. I mean it's generally friendly if there is anything yeah. uh, I did I did have one fella I was doing a show in St Albans in which is near London a few years ago and this fella came up to me afterwards and he looked very like me okay <laughs> he was always like he was always been slagged off for work and it turned out he was a policeman okay in 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 London and he was really he was kind of annoyed like he was coming up to tell me like to give out to me you know, that because uh, he looks like me, people don't take him seriously. And he told me about the first time he was arrested. The criminal was saying to him, oh, for feck's sake, I've been arrested by Father Dougal. 
So, uh, uh, but but I, you know, I look more like myself than he does, I'd yeah. imagine. And um, so, yeah, it is a thing. I, but it's not like it doesn't. You know, I don't think of myself in that way. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I think of myself as a normal human being, <laughs> with, with like you know, just going around worried all the time, like yeah. a normal person. So I'm not looking around to see if anyone's looking at me. Okay, and the the, uh, the showing off must go on. Is that about? Uh, what you're worried about lately or is it, what's what's the what are yeah, the themes it's about a number of things like well it's you know it's I always think of it as regular stand up and I wouldn't yeah. like to kind of sell it as something that it isn't you know okay. but uh, um, you know the title is the showing off must go on because I suppose I, I, I am a fundamentally a shy person you know you and seem I, shy yeah but then it, yeah. it doesn't kind of it, it goes against what the shyness yeah, for somebody to be I, on stage and I know it's a bit weird it's but, so weird on you yeah but like uh, and where I come from like Monaghan is people are really anti-showing off like in Ireland generally people don't like notions. show off yeah, yeah, yeah notions about themselves like I mean you know you people won't wear high-vis jackets in my town you know okay. prepared <laughs> People think they're showing off. Look at them there holding the stop go sign, you know. And uh, so, yeah, so, so you know, it's a little bit about the conflict I have, you know, between uh, doing it and, and why would you do it? Why would you continue to do it? And of course, the reason for doing it is because, like, you know, you, we're, we're, we're experiencing dramatic change yeah. and there's a lot to talk about. And okay. stand up is just, it's one of those things. Like, it's just this, you know, it's a great way of talking about things and yeah. ranting and, you know, venting. <laughs> I have to ask you about Father Ted. It's like it's twenty one years now since Dermot Morgan passed away. Yep. Um, unbelievable. But the show is still on repeat all over the place, and um, it's one of those ones you just you you end up watching it if you if you catch one by mistake. If you uh, had one quote or one favorite episode, would, would you do you have one favorite bit of Ted that that stands out? That you say, oh, I really love that one, or a yeah. scene even. Everybody else has there's, their own favorites. Yeah, no, there's so many bits, but like, like, you know, I don't have, I don't have one at the tip of my tongue necessarily. Like, yeah. I love the milk float. I love that's great. Yeah. I love you know the trailer pulling up beside the milk float and the lad saying mass and the trailer <laughs> wobbling slightly. You know, yeah. there's little things like that. I love. Um, there's a little scene. I think it was after a, an all pre sports day or something. There's a kind of and it's a post credit scene, so you, you, people mightn't even see it. They might yeah. miss it. It's where Dougal sort of like there's a big melee, loads of priests are battering each other. <laughs> and Dougal kind of sees this and he's really fascinated by it. And I just go up and I just kick some. <laughs> and we just did that in the day. Like it was yeah. just, it just seemed like the right thing to do. And it was the naughtiest thing Dougal has ever done. And he feels terrible instantly. Wow. And I just, you know, things like that like stick out, you know. But ah, I love it all. Like. Yeah, of course. It's fantastic. Um, well, listen, Ardell O'Hanlon is playing uh, Vicar Street on November the 9th. You're also going to be at the Vodafone Comedy Carnival in Galway o- October 26th. And you're in Limerick. And uh, Limerick at the end of November, Cork Opera House at the end of October, I think, as well. The showing off must go on as the show. Uh, great to see you again. Thanks, Jim. Go back and see us again. Brilliant. Don't leave it so long. Okay, promise. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.